The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When the Pharisees with some scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they observed that some of his disciples ate their meals with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, and in fact all Jews, do not eat without carefully washing their hands, keeping the tradition of their elders. And on coming from the marketplace, they do not eat without purifying themselves. And there are many other things that they have traditionally observed, the purification of cups and jugs and kettles and beds. So the Pharisees and scribes questioned him, why do your disciples not follow the tradition of the elders, but instead eat a meal with unclean hands? He responded, well did Isaiah prophesy about you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines human precepts. You disregard God's commandment, but cling to human tradition. He went on to say, How well you have set aside the commandment of God in order to uphold your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever curses father or mother shall die. Yet you say, If someone says to father or mother, Any support you might have had for me is korban, meaning dedicated to God. You allow him to do nothing more for his father or mother. You nullify the word of God in favor of your tradition that you have handed on, and you do many such things. The Gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> yeah, this is a very, very significant passage for us. I mean, I think, uh, you know, to this point, we're, this is the beginning of the seventh chapter of the Gospel of Mark, and it's been uh, healing and teaching and healing and teaching, you know, it's, it's a lot of the action of the thing, and now we have something else going on. Looks like we have something else going on. It's really part and parcel of the same thing. It's a continuation of the, the kingdom proclamation that Jesus is making, right? Not only, again, uh, he's telling, he's not running around telling everyone he's king. He is the king. He's, he's bringing the kingdom of God to bear uh, where he is, right? Again, he, to use yesterday's image, he's, he's striding through the garden. He's, he's putting the world to rights, and um, and here we get some sense of the uh, the fuel of the thing. I mean, the thing that you know what it, what is driving the kingdom of God movement, not just for Jesus, but for those who are also say swept up in it, so as to become subjects of of God, His rule, His way, and also agents of His rule. So, right? How does we've been looking at waves kind of crashing in on Jesus? All these people coming from from afar. I think this is part of the a bit of a turn to say, okay, well then how do, how do the waves start crashing out from Jesus? Right, so how is, how is he making a wave, but then how are we caught up in it and how do we continue uh, the momentum of, of his action? And here we have uh, a very, uh, uh, rightly so, a, a harsh criticism of, of his opponents who, who call his disciples out for, uh, for not observing the, um, these kind of ritual um, purity rules, laws. Yeah, I mean, there's some discussion as to like, as to what they are. They're very much in full effect here in the time of Jesus' day. They're not actually written down until sometime after, a um, couple hundred years after Jesus' death. Yeah, but he, but here, what is it? Yeah, you, you're not doing this thing. You're not doing that thing. You're not. It's like okay. So what is the point of all this? You're not doing this thing. You're not doing that thing. What is the point of of all the rules? And what do, what do the rules conduce to? So in a way, it's, Jesus is asking that question to say, okay, well, 
what, what are the governing principles of what you're doing, right? Because I can see the outgrowth of them. Here's the outgrowth of them. You're commanding people to do this thing, that thing, that thing, that thing, down to the minutia of, the, say, the very practical details of their day-to-day -day life, right? So we're going to govern everything, right? And, okay, so where does that come from? And where is it really leading? And here, he, he just has to point out, say, uh, you know, one uh, conflict of, of particular significance for us all to go, yeah, I mean, if that's, if that's where it's leading, if that's what it's about, we probably don't want anything to do with that. You know, so he's saying here, okay, if, if all your rules and regulations do not conduce to the big ones, right, to the, to the commandments, to the 10, to the Decalogue, Right to, and, and the Decalogue, by the way, is, is a charter for the, uh, the people of God, right? So it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's a charter for their living as God's people. So it's a gift to them, the Ten Commandments. It's not like, okay, we have to follow the Ten Commandments so as to gain God's grace, His favor. It was never seen that way. It was never seen that way, right? This is a very uh, kind of modern American reading of the thing, yeah? And that was very, very foreign to them. No, the, the commandments were the gift of God to the people so that they could live as his people. They could flourish as a people. Yeah, so he brought them out of the land of Egypt. He saved them. Then he gives them the rule by which they are to flourish. Okay, that's what's going on there. It's not this, you know, woe is me. Oh, I've got to follow the Ten Commandments. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I really wish I could kill someone, but uh, I got to follow the Ten Commandments, you know, like, Okay, fine. Well, you know, whatever. So this is, this is not what's going on there. They want to flourish as a people, as the family of God, and this is why they're given the gift of the commandments. They have a hard time living up to it, okay? But it's a gift to them. They, rec they recognize that. When, you, when, when they, in their actions, in their, in their rules and regulations, start to nullify the charter by which they are to flourish as a people, you have big questions now. Why would you do that? Because you have some agenda other than the flourishing of God's people. Yeah? I don't know. We see, I could pull this up 2,000 years. You know, like we, I think we see this, this kind of thing as well. The, que the question is, again, what are the animating and organizing principles of the kingdom of God? Yeah? So how is it that the kingdom of God is brought to bear? And what animates it? What keeps it going? And the answer is Jesus. Yeah? It's like a sixth grade uh, religion test. You know, <laughs> the answer is Jesus. It's always Jesus. Just keep writing his name down. You're going to be fine, okay? So just keep writing Jesus' name down. You're going to be fine. Yeah? So it's about Jesus. He's the one doing it. He, he is the king of the kingdom of God. And so the agenda that he sets contrary to the agenda not only of his own day, but also of ours, is the most traditional thing there is, right? It's totally in line with the charter that God gives his people to have them, to have them flourish as his family. And it's radically new in the sense that he is breathing God's own life of love into us so that we can live to that charter and also, quote-unquote, beyond in the sense of that charter, once, once firmly established for us, um, giving us, say, form and, giving form and structure to our own lives of charity, then enable us, give us the freedom that we need to be able to be agents of God's rule.
Okay, so that's, that's what, so we're going to live for, for, the, for God's cause. We're going to live for him and his purposes, no matter what. We're going to live in the cause of love, no matter what. And can I say, it doesn't, okay, look, we, we've all failed, okay? Just get, just get back up, okay? This is what a, that's what a saint is. It's not someone who doesn't fall. It's someone who just keeps getting back up, okay? It's like a Rocky in Rocky IV, just to make the, you know, just to give you, when Ivan Drago says, he's a piece of steel, okay? This is it. This is us. We're Christians. We are a piece of steel. You know, you can, you can knock us down. We're just going to keep getting back up until you get knocked down, you know? Like, yeah, we can defeat anything. This is the story of the martyrs as well, right? That's what I'm saying. Because they're so committed to the cause of love, and they just go out, and it's just everything. That's everything for them. Everything for them is to be praise of God, and their whole life lived in his service. That's it. That's it. Okay, so I know we've got, we have great books, right, in the, in the church. We have great books, right? Should read, you should read the catechism cover to cover, yeah? Like, I mean, I read, the, I read the compendium of the catechism of the Catholic Church every year, I've, and I've done it for, I don't even know, six or ten years or something. I read it every year, and it's beautiful, and I love it, right? But it's, but it's there so as to give form and structure to the life of love that is at work in us because of Jesus is breathing it into our hearts and it's a work through us because this is what it means to be agents made alive for the kingdom of God. It's all about love. So again, you, we have great books. You should read them. You don't have to read them. Your whole life gets to be love because Jesus has won you for the cause. He's freed you. And then you can do tremendous things in love and out of love including even give your, whole, give your entire life. You could even die for it. You could even die for love. You can do it. We might pray that God doesn't ask it of us, but we want to be at least heading in that direction. We're giving him more and more and more. And the places where we're not giving him that or where we're not, where we're not in fact, animated or sustained by, by charity, we, we're turning it all over to him because we want our whole life to be yes to him. We want our whole life to be yes to God, the God of the great tradition, the, you know, the family of faith that he wants founded here in Israel, but also that he breathes new life into by the death and resurrection of his own son, right? So, and then it's ours simply to follow him in faith. Again, to be won over for the kingdom, but to be active agents of his rule, bringing his love to life uh, for everyone he causes to cross our path.